Welcome to the Moonlight of Amuna, Parshas Vayera. This week's learning should be a schos for a full shlema for Avram Yitzchak ben Avi Vachaya, Charamash Bas Vilcher, Ratz Bas Rochel, Shmuel Shnei Zalman ben Yechavachav, Menachem Orchem ben Afir, Chaya Bas Tova, Fraim ben Yafa, Michaim ben Saru, Chama Peramalkalei Bas Chanaserl, and Leonishmas Henya Bas Yichel Mechel. So we have two very interesting in Parshas Vayera. We have two very interesting tefillas. We have two tefillas that we we see from Avram Avinu. And what's interesting about these tefillas is the, the the situations, the circumstances in which they were offered, and what the expectations were, and there, there's some lesson for us to understand how we're supposed to um, approach davening, how we're supposed to approach asking Hashem for things. So, the Gemara in Brachas and Daf Chav uh, quotes a pasuk in this week's parsha to teach us that we know that uh, that Tfilah Shachris was 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 misakin by Avram Avinu, and the pasuk that it quotes is in Perak in Perak Yutes pasuk Chav Zayin. It says Vayashkem Avram Baboiker. Avram got up in the morning El Amokem Asher to the place where he had stood Sham Esplei Hashem before Hashem. Now, if you look at the context in the parsha, this is right after Ravi. This pasuk is after Avram Avinu asked Hashem to spare Sadat. This is uh, after the, the whole story with Sodom, right? We know that the story of Sodom starts off. Avram begs Hashem to please spare the people of Sodom. He says, if there's 50 tzaddikim, if there's 45 tzaddikim, if there's 40 tzaddikim, right? We know the story. And then Hashem says, no, there's none of these people. There, there's nothing here, but but uh, I'm destroying Sodom. I'm going ahead with my plan to destroy Sodom. And then the Torah goes on to tell us about the, the uh, how Light was saved, Light and his daughters, and the whole story with 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 Light. And then and then comes this Pasuk. Vayashkem Avram, Avram got up in the morning to go to the same place where he had ple- pleaded with Hashem. Right? And Vayashkem and he looked. Uh, the next pasuk is he he looked down towards Stoim Vamira Valkopre Eretz Akikar and the entire surface of the land of the plain Vayarvihine Olakitar Haaretz and. He saw there was smoke of the earth, uh, that rose like the smoke of the kiln. And then and then it says the pasuk goes on to say that Hashem. Remember, Avram a little bit later in the Psukim, Hashem remembered Avram and he sent light out so that Avram was able to put his mind at ease that at least light was was saved. But what's very interesting, if we think about the way the, the, the development of these Psukim, Avram Avinu spent a lot of time davening, begging Hashem to save Sodom and Amira. And Hashem basically said, No, I'm not answering your tefillas. And then Avram goes to, to that place to it sounds like he's going to check out to see what happened. And and he sees that his tefillas were not answered. He sees the fire coming up from the ground. He sees a that basically everything that he asked Hashem to do was not uh, was was not accomplished. And there's a little bit of a consolation that his nephew light, but that wasn't what Avram was davening for. He wasn't davening for light. He was davening for Stein and Amira. So it seems a little bit interesting that we learn the concept of davening shachris from tefillas that were not answered, from a situation that was not answered. Right? This is the the result of Avram's tefillas to directly to Hashem, please save them. And now he goes out to daven. The Gemara tells us he went out to daven and to see that his tefillas were not fulfilled. Right? It seems like a strange place that that's where we should learn sh- the halo- that we should. Learn that we have to daven shachris from, as the Gemara says. There are other tefillas that the Torah quotes. We're going to talk about one in, in, in a few minutes. That that where Avram was answered. So why does the ter- why does the Gemara specifically teach us that we learn shachris from a pasuk in from a story in which Avram was not answered? It seems like a pretty uh, negative way to learn about tefillah. That that the tefillah wasn't answered, and yet that's where we learn the concept of shachris. So Rav Baruch of Seret in the Sefer Makar Baruch a- a- says the following idea. He says that. 
a person has to go into tefillah knowing that it's not up to him. It, it, the point of tefillah is not whether or not he's going to be answered. And he says that even if a person knows lechatchila, even if a person were to know, if you were to be told that right now whatever davening you're going to have, it's not going to help. At least not in the way that you th- that you you're asking for it to help. It's not you're not going to accomplish what you set out to accomplish. He says nevertheless you would be mechuyev to daven. A Jew davens. Of course we want our tefillahs to be answered, but a Jew davens not because of the result. We daven because we're supposed to daven to Hashem, because we're supposed to pour out our hearts to Hashem, because we're supposed to ask Hashem for every single thing that's a problem in our lives, and we're supposed to talk to Hashem, and, and, and communicate with Hashem, and talk to Hashem, and tell Him everything that's bothering us in our lives, regardless of whether we're going to be answered or not. That's not the point. Whether we're answered in our tefillahs or not is, is, is secondary. That is not the, the essence of tefillah. A person who only davens because he's expecting results is not really davening to Hashem. He's really trying to just, it's, it's one other method of him doing his hishtadlis to get what he wants, right? Which is, which is, a, which is a part of tefillah. But the point of tefillah is to build on our relationship with Hashem, to ask of Hashem, to beg of Hashem, to tell Hashem the things that are bothering us, but to know that it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter whether our tefillahs are answered or not. Of course, listen, we, when we ask, we're sincere and we want our tefillahs to be answered. But the Chazal picked specific Specifically, a case of Avram Avinu asking for something where he wasn't answered, or at least not answered in the way that he he had thought he had a- wanted to be answered. Yet that's where we learn shachris, because that's the attitude that a Jew has to go into daven. I'm davening now because Hashem wants me to daven. Hashem wants to hear from me. Hashem wants a relationship with me. Hashem wants me to work on that relationship. All the reasons for tefillah. Whether I get the answer that I think I want, that's not re- that's not so relevant. Even if I'm not going to get, even if I knew at the beginning, the the, the words. Of, of Rabbi Baruch is that even if I knew beforehand that I was not going to get what I wanted I would still have to daven but the point of tefillah is to still daven to still connect to Hashem and he brings a riot from this from, t- from Tilim, from a capital of Tilim that we said uh, several, many times over the last month uh, that we say every every day uh, in ha- well not every day not on Rosh Chodesh but it's part of the part of the the full Hallel. Ahafti ki Yishma Hashem es koli tachnunai ki hita oznali That's the opening pasuk of capital Kuf Tezayin. That's the opening pasuk. It's one it's one of the parts that we we skip when we when when it's Rosh Chodesh, but we say on Yantif. And what does that mean? Ahafti I love. I love him. I love Hashem. Ki Yishma Hashem, because Hashem hears as clearly my voice, Tachnuni, my supplications. Ki Hita Oznali, because he inclined his ear to me. Uve Yamai Ekra, and so in my days I shall call. What David Amelech is saying over in, in this capital is. I, I, I love Hashem because we have a relationship, because Hashem because I speak and Hashem listens. David Amalek does not mention in this Pasik that I that I love Hashem because he gives me what I want. I love Hashem because every time I ask for something I get it. Or that Hashem take I love Hashem because he listens to me, because we have a relationship. Whether or not he fulfills my request or not, or at least in the way that I th- think it should be fulfilled. That's not the essence of our relationship with Hashem. The, re- the essence of our relationship with Hashem is we speak things out. That I speak to Hashem, that I can turn to Hashem. What the result will be, that's Hashem has cheshbonas that are beyond me. But but I speak it out. Right. The essence of a relationship between a friend, w- between two friends, between a husband and a wife, is the fact that they talk. Not every time that a husband is upset about something, or a wife is upset about something, can the other one fix it. It's a, that, that, that's not, if the relationship was based on whether they can fix the problem that, 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 the, that the other spouse is dealing with, we'd have a lot of problems in, in, in marriages. We may have a lot of problems in marriages, but we'd have even more problems in marriages. 
uh, uh, what makes a good wife or a good husband is not because every time something bothers the other one, they can fix it. Because very often we can't fix it, and very often when we try to fix it, we make it worse. But what makes a relationship is that we listen to each other. We understand. We have somebody to talk to. The, the importance of a spouse is one of the important elements of, a sp- of being a spouse is that the other person, when something's bothering them, they can talk it out, whether, regardless of whether it can be fixed. Remember, very often it can't be fixed, or it doesn't need to be fixed, or whatever. But the point is we talk it out. That's how a relationship is built, that I talk to you about the things that are on my mind, and you talk to me about the things that are on, on your mind. That's, that's the relationship that Hashem wants. Not about fulfilling. Hashem is not an ATM machine. I heard this from somebody I don't remember where. Hashem is not an ATM machine. We go, we dive in, and now, and now I take out money. Of course Hashem looks out for us, and of course Hashem gives us what we need. But that's not the essence of tefillah. The essence of tefillah is that relationship that we have with Hashem. And that's why Chazal and the Gemara and Bracha specifically use this uh, story of Sodom, where Avram Avinu's tefillahs do not seem to be have been answered. Yet that's where we learn the mitzvah, the, 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 the chiv of davening shachris every day. A little later in the parsha, at the end of Parakhof, at the beginning of Parakhof Aleph, we have the story of, of Avimelech took Sarah as a wife, right? And then he, he, uh, everybody, all of all of the women in Avimelech's kingdom became couldn't have children, and he and and he apologizes to Avram, although he gives him a little bit of attitude. And then in Pasuk Yud Zayin, Parakhof Pasuk Yud Zayin, uh, uh, it says in the Pasuk, "Vayispalol Avram Elokim," and Avram davened to Hashem, "Vayirpa Elokim es Avimelech," and Hashem cured Avimelech Ves Ishtoi and his wife Vamoisov and his maidservants uh and they gave and they gave birth. Right, Avram goes. Right, Hashem, uh, Hashem punishes Avimelech because of Avram, because of Avram, because of what he did to Sarah. The next pasuk says, "What what what, what do they need to be uh, 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 cured from?" It says in the next pasuk, Hashem because Hashem had completely restrained every orifice of the household of Avimelech al dvar Sarah because of the fact that he took took uh, Sarah's uh, because he took Sarah." And then the next pasuk, opening up Perakaf Aleph. Hashem pokad Hashem remembered Sarah kasher Omar like he had said. Vayas Hashem lesara kasher Dibur. He did for Sarah what he said he would do. Vatahar vatelet Sarah lavram ben. And and now Yitzchok is born. And Rashi tells us over here. Why are these two stories juxtaposed? Why do we go straight from the story of Avimelech being his fa- fa- family being cured to Hashem remembering Sarah and giving birth? So Rashi says on Perikov Alapasik Oliver, Samach Parshazulikan. It these psukim are next to each other. Lamdecha to teach you Shakalam Avakish Rachma Chaveri that whoever davens for Rachamim. For his friend, he needs the same thing. Who He's answered first. It says that Avimelech's uh, wife and family should be able to have children. She was already answered before he even healed Avimelech. Right. This is based on the Gemara and Baba Kama. Okay. The Sefer, I saw this quoted, the Sefer Neflores Chadoshes brings in the name, he says, of a tzaddik echad. He says, I heard this from a tzaddik echad. That the tzaddik said, was bothered by this question. Once we now know that if I daven for my friend and I need the same thing, I'm going to be answered first. So whenever I daven for my friend, I'm really davening for myself, aren't I? Right? If I know I need uh, a parnasa or I need a shidduch for my child or I need to be cured of something. So I know how this works, right? Because the Gemara and Rashi tells us how this works. So I, I'll go find somebody else who has the same issue and I'll daven for him. Right? That's, that's, that's what the Gemara tells us will work. So I'm really just davening for myself. I'm not really davening for somebody else. And therefore, what, what am I, what am I really, what am I, re- is, is this really working? 
And and is that not really what Avram did? Avram already uh, Hashem says Hashem cured Sarah, so to speak, first before he even cured Avimelech's house. So how is it that he's not really doubting for himself? So he said that the the when a person davens for somebody else. He has to look at how he's davening for that person, right? If what we're describing is, like, I know I need this thing, so I'll just daven for somebody else who needs it, but really, I, I just want it myself, so then it's like a game, and then not so clear. I mean, maybe it still works, but that's not that's not what, what's intended here. What he said was that, if I, would I be willing to daven for this person, even if it would cost me? Even if it would cost me. In other words, even if there'd be some downside to me davening for this person. That this person got, got what, he, what he needs, so somehow it would hurt me. Avram showed that he was willing to daven for Avimelech even at his own expense. Why? Because there's a Rashi, the first, first Rashi in, uh, on the first Pasuk in Parshas told us in two weeks. Rashi over there says that, the reason why it says over there, the first Pasuk of Parshas told us, says, Ve'elah told us Yitzchak ben Avram, Avram hoilis Yitzchak, right? That's just a repeat, right? Yitzchak's the son of Avram, Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. So Rashi over there says, Lefishayu leitzani hadar omrim, that the jesters, the mockers of the, of the generation said, Me'avimelech nesabra Sara, that Sara became pregnant from Avimelech. Sharei kama shonam hoisa im Avram. She lived with Avram, she was married to Avram for many years, Ve'loi nesabrim, and she didn't become, she didn't become uh, pregnant from him. And then right after she goes, she's taken by Avimelech she becomes pregnant so the late Sonei Hadar was saying that, that Avimelech was really Yitzchak's father so Ma'ash HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Rashi tells us what did HaKadosh Baruch do Tzor Klaster Ponosh Yitzchak Daimel Avram he made Yitzchak look like Avram's identical twin Ve'idu HaKol Avram HaHelis Yitzchak and therefore everybody had to admit that Avram uh, gave birth to Yitzchak but you know Avram here had a better option Avram could have said in this situation when Avimelech when Hashem made Avimelech's entire family right what did, what did the Pasuk say that, that, that Hashem closed up all the orifices of Avimelech's household that would have quickly become known. It would have, it would have quickly become known that uh, that Avimelech's family cannot have children. The men cannot father children. The women cannot uh, cannot become pregnant. And then when when Sarah became pregnant with Yitzchak, nobody would ever been able to make this claim that Avimelech impregnated Sarah, right? Because Avimelech couldn't impregnate any anybody. We would see that Avimelech couldn't impregnate his wife. He couldn't impregnate anybody. So so Avram Avinu had a very simple solution here. Hashem closes up all the orifices of Avimelech's house. Leave it that way. Why is Avram davening for him? Why is Avram helping him out? This was not a good guy. Avimelech was not a good guy. He was not a friend to Avram. So Avram is saying, Avram says, I care about other people. I care. Avram's whole life we know was chesed. Avram's entire life he gave up for other people. Avram davens because he cares about somebody, even if it may be at his own expense. He's risking the fact that people are going to say, Avram wasn't, 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 was a very smart man. He understood how, what it's going to look like. He understood that Hashem had promised him that he's going to have a child. So he knows that any day now, he's going to have a child. And he knows that for years he was married to Sarah and they couldn't have children. All of a sudden she goes to Avimelech. He knew exactly what the people were going to say. Nevertheless, Avram Avinu davened for Avimelech. Ah, that's a different type of tefillah. That's a tefillah that Avram is willing to daven even at his own expense. It would have been in Avram's best interest to not daven for Avimelech. To leave Avimelech in the situation he was, he was in. And yet, Avram davens for Avimelech. There is there the Gemara says, if you have that attitude, it, it doesn't have to actually be at the expense, but would you daven for somebody, at, at, even if it was at your own expense? When you're davening for your friend to have a parnasa, would you daven for it, even if, it's good, if, he's gonna, even if he might get the job that you want? You need, a, you need a job and your friend needs a job. You're davening for your friend. 
Are you willing to daven that even if he ends up, he maybe there's a chance he's going to get the job that you wanted? Are you still going to daven for him? Or then you're not davening for him, right? That's Now we start to see what kind of a tefillah is it that I'm, making, that I'm doing for another person. That's when Hashem says, if you're willing to daven, even if it's going to cost you, then don't worry, I have enough for everybody. Then I'm going to take care of everybody. But if you're sitting there while you're doubting your friend, listen, Hashem, please give him a job, but not that job that I want, or not, not a better job than I have because I don't know if I can deal with the gel right so then that tefillah then 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 we have to question whether this is a self-interested tefillah you're really just davening for yourself you're really not davening for your friend and then maybe the Gemara's promise doesn't come true because you're not really davening for your friend you're davening for yourself but if you're truly davening for your friend and I say Hashem this guy needs a job and even if it's going to come at my expense I know that it's all in your cheshbin and I know that you have enough that that ultimately it'll be okay and I just want him to be happy I, I, I feel his pain I feel his pain then, then Hashem says, now I'm going to answer you first. Now you're going to have even more than maybe I would have given you before this, if you were just davening for yourself. So we see from Avram Avinu these two things. These two things, the tefillahs of Avram Avinu were so genuine. Avram Avinu goes out to daven to Hashem, even if he knows that maybe Sadaim's not going to, not going to be, he's not going to be answered there. And Avram knew that there were no, or might have known that there were no tzaddikim when it came to Sadaim. And yet he davens for them, and that's where we learn the mitzvah of davening Shachris. And Avram davens for Avimel even at his own expense he's willing to daven for another human being even at his own expense he can't bear the pain that Avimelech and his family are not going to have children he davens for them even though he knows that people are going to say things about him and Yitzchak and Hashem says don't worry I'm going to give you and I'm going to cure Avimelech and I'm going to make Yitzchak look exactly like you to knock these mockers away I'm going to take care of everything but a person knows that even if according to my cheshbon it's going to be at, some, at my own expense I, I trust in Hashem and I daven and I build that relationship with Hashem and I know and I have full faith that Hashem knows better than I do what it is that I really need. And if He gives my friend that job that I was after, then there's even a better job waiting for me. Or maybe that job would have been bad for me in some other way. So we have to keep these in mind. This is the idea of tefillah. Tefillah is about really caring about somebody else and really, really connecting to Hashem. Those are our main motivations for tefillah. Of course we have to ask for what we need. That's that's part of the way that Hashem created the world. But but what's our motivation? What's our underlying motivation? Am I more concerned about somebody else? Am I more concerned about my relation with Hashem? then we're davening and then Hashem promises everything's going to go well if, if my motivations are just I need things and I want I want I want so then that's not the tefillah of course it's still considered tefillah I'm not saying that people shouldn't daven that way but if we want to if we want to work on our tefillah and to, we have to learn from Avram Avinu what tefillah is supposed to look like I wish you all a wonderful beautiful Shabbos